Welcome back to yet another episode of Throwing Hands. As Breck and I will review UFC 259. Breck, what were your thoughts on the, f- the night overall? Um, it was a really great card that uh, lived up to the hype, in my opinion. And, um, you know, some of the fights weren't as great as uh, expected. I look at, like, the Rakic-Santos fight. But besides that, like, you know, most of the prelims delivered. Uh, the prelims could have been like a fight night card. They were that good. Um, yeah. And a lot of the fights ended, you know, TKOs or knockouts. So I thought it was a really good night for the UFC overall. Yeah, it definitely was. One thing I want to mention about the early prelims, Uros Medic, uh, dude's going to be a problem. I'm just going to put that out there. Uh, so that's that's what I got. I mean, he, he finished a long cruise real quick, and the fight should have been stopped earlier. Uh, landed 55 to his – uh, two cruises, zero strikes. So also watch out for Lemos. But we're going to talk about one fight on the on the prelims. It's it was a uh, Kennedy and Sheku versus Carlos Olberg. Carlos Olberg, highly touted pro- prospect of city kickboxing, and then Sheku just was losing pretty much the whole fight until he knocked out Olberg. Um, I know you didn't watch too much of this, Breck, but do you have any like small small thoughts on this one? Um, yeah, this is one of the ones I ca- uh, caught and. Um... Yeah, like you said, Olberg was like really outstriking him in every department with like leg kicks. Like he, he looked a little the faster man. But you wonder, you know, if um he gassed himself out and this guy Kennedy, um uh who that's a tough one. In Chekwu. In Chekwu. Uh he's got like a granite chin. And uh you could just see towards the the end of the second Carlos Olberg, if you look at their hand placement, like in Cheku's hands were up and Olberg's hands were like way down, like he had no guard whatsoever. And, you know, just one shot it was all it took for him to get knocked out because he was winning most of the fight. Yeah. Very impressive performance by Cheku. I think Olberg will be back better. He's he's a great prospect, hell of an athlete. And then oh, but Cheku. Yeah. Oof. Man. All right. To the first bout of the prelims. Pajeria Bontorin versus Kai Car France. Kai Car France was losing basically the whole first round until he knocked out Hogerio Bontorin. Um, impressive knockout. Um, weird stoppage. Herb Dean did stop it, I believe. I don't get why people are uh, all over Herb Dean about that. I thought it was a pretty clear stoppage because he pulled France away from Bontorin. But uh, it was. Uh, this is a, this was a win Kai Car France needed. What were your thoughts? Yeah, coming off the loss in his last um, fight on Fight Island, uh, Kai Car France needed this one. And like you said, um, he probably was down uh, in the round due to that takedown. And um, the strikes were pretty close, but he looked the faster man. And, I mean, that's how it basically ended was, you know, Bontorin was loading up on it, some shots, and Kai Car France caught him with some quick 
quick one two and then threw an uppercut that eventually finished it. And yeah, I kind of agree with you. Herb Dean like stopped it. I don't know why Kaikara France like came back in for the kill. It didn't make much sense to me in that situation. Like, did you understand why he ran back? Because to me, it looked like Herb stopped it. Yeah, for sure. All right. So for Hajer Bontorin, I don't really know what's next for him. I don't think it's tough, but I think he has to wait for some things to. to, to I think Tim Elliott would be a great fight for uh, Bontorin to get back into it. What do you think? Um, yeah, that'd be a good one. Um, you know, any of those, you know, 10 through 15 guys would be a, a good matchup. But um, for Kaikar France, you know, I don't know how you feel, but I feel like a step up in competition would be would be good. One of those five through seven spots would be a good fight for him. Yeah, I think so too. It's just it's interesting. Like when he gets to that five through seven spot, he loses. So we'll we'll see if he can turn it around. I mean, city kickboxing will, will help him out with that. All right, uh, look out for Askarov. Look out for Kyler Phillips. Uh, just letting you know. Yeah. One, anyway, one thing on that Askarov, it's like it's sad to see Joey B. Just I don't know if. Those Figueredo fights may have just taken the career, like shortened the career. You know what I mean? Like he just Probably. doesn't look the same. Doesn't look the same with the amount of punishment he took in those two fights. I, I mean, I think he, he's up there when it comes to some of the best fighters who never won a belt. Definitely, in my opinion. All right, Dominic Cruz versus Casey Kenny. Casey Kenny, he's come on throwing hands. Fun fact: Great, he, he's he's an interesting character. And then we got uh, Dominic Cruz, who looked. He looked good in this fight. I, I think – I don't think he'll get back to that championship uh, caliber, but it, it proves that his style still works, even even if he's 35 or 36 or however old he is. Um, yeah, outstruck Casey Kenny significantly. I think – great performance with Dominic Cruz, and, you know, it'll get him back into the mix a little bit. And Casey Kenny, I think he proved that he's, he's, he's a great contender in this division. What were your thoughts on this one? Yeah, um, Dominic Cruz definitely – looked in great shape coming into the fight and it definitely showed him, you know, his hand speed and his quickness, you know, his awkward movement was, was on point. And Kenny had a problem, you know, they said like the commentary team said, like you can prepare for the weird, you know, footwork of Cruz, but once you get in there, it's a different thing. And that proved to be true. Cause Kenny, you know, was always a step behind and the strikes were like close at like after two, but um, or after one, one and a half, and then Dominic Cruz has poured it on, and then those two uh, takedown attempts are really what secured Cruz the fight. Because without those, I don't know if I think it could be like a draw without the takedown attempts. Because you know those those takedowns um, were huge, especially in late and third for Cruz. Definitely, and I don't get how one judge gave all three rounds to Casey Kenny. That was odd. That was odd. I. I I didn't understand that one. I don't think – I mean, you could I, – I thought it was 1-1 going into the third. I don't know how you scored it, but – Yeah, uh, that's what I had it. And then I thought Cruz won the third. So, like, giving him all three made no sense to me. Yeah, if we look at the stats by round, the, the second round was really close, and you could argue either 1-1. One, one. It feel, felt like Casey Kenny had some more control over the octagon in the second round. Mm-hmm. But when we go to the third, I mean – Cruz won that. Cruz won the first. So yeah, like giving the, the, giving Kenny the third was was a little crazy too, in my opinion. Because if you just looked at Kenny's body language, like he was gassing out trying to you know hit Cruz, like he was getting really tired there. Yeah. So for what's next, uh, for 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 Casey Kenny, I think I think he's he's a, he's going to be a good contender in this division. 
I think he deserves another. I think Cheeto Vera would be a good fight to make for him. I, I think I'd like to see that. What do you think, Breck? Um, Cheeto Vera would be a really good fight. Um, Cody uh, Stamen would be a really good fight. Uh, Marab uh, Darius would be a good fight. Um, any of those guys would be would be a good um, step up. I think he's of the level. Like he showed really well against Dominic Cruz former champion yeah. so he could definitely fight well against a 12 through 15 opponent in his next yeah. fight but um dominic cruz it's interesting to see i know i like the whole like the calling out the monster energy yeah ceo was a little weird which i guess I we got to find a commission to sanction it yeah i think that's gonna happen because the ufc would just be like no um but it should be interesting to see who cruz fights in his, uh you know in his next fight i say aldo i Maybe Aldo. I look at like Marlon Marais or Frankie Edgar. Those would be some good fights, I think. Yeah. Those would be good fights. I think I think Frankie Edgar would be would be good, I think, when it comes to, you know, selling tickets or selling whatnot. Tickets. Yeah, it'd be a big name fight. Yeah. And Jose Otto. I mean, that's that's two WEC legends going at it. It would be, but I wonder if Aldo's gonna fight, you know, Rob Font or Garbrandt next. Yeah, that's true. All right, to the first about on the main card, Tiago Santos versus Alexander Rakic. Rakic coming away with the decision in this one. I agree with the decision personally, um, but I mean he got outstruck. But from what I from the eye test, I feel like he did win this decision. Um, but this this was supposed to be a banger, but I think they respected each other's power too, a little bit too much, and I think that's what led to kind of the lackluster fight. What do you have to say? Yeah, I agree. It's like I just wish one of them would have just throwing himself in there a little bit more it's hard to say that because you know you have the threat of getting knocked out with you know at every moment but i think rackage could have taken a little more bit of you know risks and i think he would have been okay you know what i mean like he's yeah seems to have a great chin he was he's like in unbelievable shape and he did get outstruck but yeah like like you said the eye test like i the whole fight it seemed like Santos was just standing still, like behind. You know? Yeah, and yeah. It was just very. It was one of the. It was probably the most. Dis, it was probably the most disappointing fight, in my opinion. The whole, like you said, coming in it was like this is gonna be awesome, and it just it didn't deliver the same way. Um, nothing on the ground, which was interesting, considering how after the fight, Rack just coach gave him a brown belt, even though <laughs> there was really nothing on the ground. And then he judo threw him. Um, <laughs> Judo threw him. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like you said, it was just, um, it was interesting. I still, you know, both of these guys, I think Rackets with the win goes up in the standings, but Santos still, still, is, you know, he's still got it. I know he's older, but, yeah. um, you know, he's you know, on two fights skid, but I mean, he, three. In the fight against, yeah, three. Um, the fight against Glover, I mean, he dropped Glover a couple times, like three times, and Glover just kept getting up because Glover's just built different. Like he, he comes from the shadow realm each time. Yeah, every time he's just like Glover's like dead man walking, comes back, submits it, you know. But um <laughs> it's interesting. It's just you wonder if Santos is gonna be one of those like gatekeeper types where now he fights all the young prospects. Yeah, I mean I hope not. He's 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 a great fighter. All right, what's next? I think um, I think the Tiago Santos should get the winner of uh, Jimmy Crute and Anthony Smith. What do you think? That's a really, 
really good um really good call uh you could argue um uh Jin Projak yeah another young good uh prospect I, I see him and Rakic fighting one day yeah you're that'd be, that'd be one. yeah that'd be that'd be great that'd be that'd be like a really good you know fight of some young young guys but yeah like you said I think Santos needs to fight a little bit down in competition in terms of the division like he's five, gonna win five to ten i think he'll get another yeah he needs to win i think he would get another win but um that's a really good call croup versus uh smith which is another interesting matchup in its own right yeah that's that's coming in april i think and then i think i think uh rockage gets the winner of rays and prochaska so yeah yeah dude this light heavyweight division is gonna be great in the yeah you know years. people were like what's john left so like what's happening with the division but a lot of young names coming up and it's starting to take form it's starting to get really good yeah for sure all right shout Speaking out paul craig it. love paul craig yeah shout out paul craig <laughs> all right this was pure domination on islam makachev's part he he's built different i don't think there's a better way to describe it than built different he's so strong He's his wrestling is amazing. His I, the pressure that he put on Drew Dober. And Drew Dober's a, a very good fighter. Unbelievable. I think he'll be the champ within the next two years. What do you have to say? I agree with that. I think a lot of hype going into the fight, especially from you know DC is AKA teammate, and he said something before the fight, which people were like, "Come on, no." But, like, you watch this fight, and how can you argue? Like, DC said, if it was a straight wrestling match, he thinks Makachev could beat Khabib in a straight wrestling match. And people were like, that's crazy. But, like, you watch the fight, and you're like, maybe he could, bro, because his wrestling is insane. Like, he does what Khabib does to people, just in the center of the octagon. You know what I mean? Now Khabib takes him to the corners and gets him up against the fence and uses the fence to his advantage. I mean, he did it in the middle of the octagon, and Drew Dober, like, tried to stay on his feet, but then would just get, you know, caught in the middle. And then when you get caught in the middle like that, you're just – it's like you're drowning. Like, he, he was just stuck in the middle, couldn't go anywhere. And then you're right, like, the, the, the strength and the pressure that he put on – I mean, dude, that arm triangle choke was so strong. I mean, most guys can't squeeze that tight to get a submission out of that position. And he just – it was like 10 seconds, and it was done. Yeah, like you said, this was just a ragdolling, and I think Makachev's got to – he's got to fight. Like, he called out Tony Ferguson after. That would be a really good fight. He's got to fight, like, a top five. I think he's on the level of a top five guy. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, let's talk about Judoba real quick. Uh, screw it. Give him Uros Medic. Uh, that's the fight I want to see. I think Uros Medic from the prelims is super-duper good. I think that's the fight to make. But when we talk about Makachev, I think I think Tony's a fight to make. I – I'd lo- I want to see, you know, CSO, Tony, let's go. But, like, yeah, I think that has to be the fight to make. It, it does, especially with all the Khabib beef in the past. Like, it's not in the set, it's not really fighting Khabib, but it's like fighting, you know, Khabib's closest, closest guy. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, another opponent, you know, Rafael Desanos, that fight was supposed to happen, remember, and then it fell through. Yeah. So, that would make sense too if the Tony didn't work out. So those are two. Those are two of the fights that just have to happen. Like he has to fight one of those two guys, and then like you said for um for Drew Dober, that's a good that's a good call. 
and then maybe um maybe if Gregor Gillespie gets a win in his next fight, you know, one yeah. of those lower guys in the division he could fight. Because Drew Dober, like you said, he's like a really great striker. And what Islam did to him made him look, you know, average. Yeah. And, you know, even though it wasn't on the feet much to fight, Islam looked good on the feet too. So, yeah, uh, it's really interesting. But like you said, Islam's got to fight either Tony or RDA. You know, the real question is, where does Kevin Lee fit into this? That's a good question. <laughs> no, the real question is where does, you know, Ally Akinta fall into this? Because, you know, top 10 houses sold by Ally Akinta. Has, um, hasn't come yet. Hasn't come hasn't yet. Come yet. Hasn't come yet. Sad. But we, you know, us in the community, we've been waiting so long for that video, you know, top 10 houses that Ally Akinta sold. Speaking about Ali Quinta and uh, Sarah Longo, Breck, take it away. Peter Jan Aljamain Sterling. Um, well, this is obviously the fight everybody um, was talking about the night of and still talking about. Um, I was pulling for my Long Island guy, my my brethren, Long Island represent Aljamain Sterling. And I think he was um, – we'll, we'll get to the fourth round where all the controversy happened, but I don't know how you scored it going into the fourth. I had it 2-1 Jan. I thought Sterling yeah, I did too. first with all the pressure. And he kept, you know, landing punches through Jan's guard. And then the second and third, he just kept that insane pace up, trying all those takedowns. And Jan either stuffed him or leg sweeped him to the ground or he would just lay and try to, you know, draw him to the ground. But Jan was smart and didn't go to the ground. He just kept kicking him or letting him back up. So – um, going into the fourth, I think it was 2-1 Jan, and I think I was starting to fear for Sterling. I don't know how you felt. Like, he was getting was really getting bad. Tired. He was getting really tired, and the strikes for Jan were picking up. Like, he, you know, plans in most of his fight. He usually pours it on you in the fourth and fifth. And I think we would have seen, like, a late fourth round, you know, mid-fifth round knockout from Jan if it had kept going at that pace, because Sterling, even though – in unbelievable shape like they talked about on the commentary like the only reason he was able to keep that pace up was because of how good a shape he was in but um yeah we'll get to the we'll get to the knee and it was um it was another one of those scenarios where sterling was so tired from 17 takedown attempts it was like he goes to a knee and then you know jan grabs his arms and then there was the whole um, one guy in the corner said, just punch, just punch, just punch. And the other guy said through um, Khabib sitting cage side who translated from Russian, like throw the knee or kick him. So, 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 so Piotr Jan asked, can I kick him? And yeah. then his corner, his, his uh, guy from ATT said, punch him. Punch him. And yeah, then his, him. Cor- his uh, Russian guy, his Russian comrade said, yes. And then Jan just need him in the face. So there seemed to be a little breakdown of communication. I think if you're Jan, you have to like change your corner after that. I don't know how, you know what I mean? Like, how do you go back into another title fight with? Yeah. And I, I think like you can't, I don't think you should have that guy in his corner ever again. No. But like you've heard Piotr Jan speak English. It's not great. And I think, you know, if you hear a guy in your native tongue say yes, I think you'd favor that over the guy you speak in English. Yes, yes, I agree. But the guy and, from ATT was definitely, you know, right in saying just punch him. And he and you could see by the reactions, like the one guy who was saying punch him when the knee landed got all upset because he knew it was a DQ. 
And then the rest of the team, the rest of the corner all celebrated like it was over, like they didn't know what happened. So they obviously didn't know the rules, which I I retweeted like a Stephen Wonderboy Thompson tweet. Like you have to know going into the cage, you have to know all the rules as a champion. Like you you just do. If you're the champ, you got to know the rules. Like if you're a UFC fighter, you should know the rules, but especially being a champion where a challenger could, you know, whatever scenario presents itself, you know what to do because you're the champ. And I just, I, this, it's so ridiculous, this narrative online of Sterling, you know, acting and should have, he was, you know, could take an interview and was fine the next day. We don't know how bad the concussion was. I mean, it was, he was clearly concussed. He tried to stand him up and his legs were wobbly. Like it was clearly like, how are you going to blame Sterling for an illegal knee on Piotr Jan? And I know there was a lot of talk of like Daniel said the maybe like a rule change after this. But if you didn't have disqualifications, what would stop champions from doing illegal stuff and then nothing would happen to them? You know what I mean? Like they could just throw they could just throw twelve to six elbows from the top and then not get, you know, if there was retain the title. And retain the title, exactly. Like maybe it should have been a no contest, but I think the rules are there for a good reason. Here's what I think should happen. I think in a situation like this, the title should just be vacated, yeah, and, the, and there should be a rematch or or a match for the vacant title. I, I I agree with that. I think that should be the real change. Like Sterling clearly, if he was winning the fight four rounds to nil, this happened. Mm-hmm. Maybe you could argue like he does. You know, he deserves the belt. He was but on the scorecards. Even in that scenario, one of the judges had it for Sterling all. Like, what did he have? Like, three ones? That was a little crazy, too, right? Uh, yeah. That was a ridiculous score. The judging all night was a little suspect. We'll get to the main event where I think the judging was ridiculous. But, um, yeah, like, I, I agree with you. They should have vacated the title, and then the rematch determines the winner. I think that would have been the right thing to yeah. do. And now Aljamain Sterling wants to fight Triple C. Like, what? no. This is no, the fight to make. I think, I think that's just, like – Mind games. Mind games. I think this is this is gonna happen. Dana Dana is gonna want this to happen again. Yeah. And I think the rematch will go a lot of the same. And I think Sterling won't I don't know how you feel. I don't think he'll be that crazy in this in the rematch. Like all I don't think he'll tr- I don't think he'll try twenty takedowns. No, that's the thing. I think he realized like that leg sweep from Jan was beauty that um Dude, it's art. It's art where he would catch the leg and then sweep. The, oh my god, it was so beautiful! Like he did it like three times, and then I saw this compilation of him, you know, fighting in Russia doing it, and it's like, man, that is some beautiful form and like technique. And I just think it's going to be really tough for Sterling to, you know, <laughs> retain this, the title in the in the rematch. This better be the main event of a of a of a pay per view. Yeah, or a co-main on like a big fight, like even even bigger fight, you know. Yeah, uh, like right. Jones and Ganu or something. Yeah, like something like that. Or Steopic and Ga- or Steopic and Jones. Yeah, I don't know. All right, where the judges were not needed, <laughs> Amanda Nunes retains her 145 title against Megan Anderson. So the guy I previewed this card with said Megan Anderson would present a lot of problems to Amanda Nunes, and I strongly disagreed with him. And I turned out to be correct. This looked like a cakewalk for Amanda Nunes. Megan Anderson uh, landed two punches somehow. I don't know how. But Megan Anderson shot for a takedown for some odd reason. And then Amanda Nunes, boom, trying Lombard over in two minutes. What were your thoughts, man? 
Daniel fought Megan Anderson presented trouble? No, no, no. This guy, one of my MMA friends from the oh. website okay. I write with. I yeah, um this looked a lot like the Ronda Rousey fight. You know what I mean? Where Ronda took like a hundred shots and threw like one and just got destroyed. This was in the same ilk of fight. I mean <laughs> Megan Anderson took like the first couple of punches and was like Oh my God, the power. And then, I mean, we talked, we went into this fight saying how, like, this is gonna, like, this is gonna be murder. And we were like, we were, you and me were both spot on. Like, this lasted 30 seconds. Like, Nunes threw like four punches and then, like, the third one rocked her. And then, like, you said, like, the reason she's shot him for the takedown was like, I can't take any more damage. Let me try to get her in the clinch. And then she's a black belt in jujitsu on the ground. So like, if you look at the submission, bro, she had her an arm bar and like a, a head, like she like she a triangle choke. She had, she could have choked her two different ways. <laughs> it was at her will. Like you you said this after the fight. We really have to start discussing like goat, regardless of gender, with Amanda. Newt. Like she's one of the best fighters of all time. Like it's amazing. Who yeah, at yeah. one forty five is gonna challenge her? They they said after the fight, there's literally nobody. At 135 with Shenshenko, makes sense. Like, that's the biggest super fight. But in the 45 division, bro, like, there's nobody. Yeah, yeah, shit, yeah. That's yeah. Uh, who, who's she fighting? Oh, she's fighting Danielle Wolf. <laughs> that's just how shallow that division is. Like, it's just, it's amazing. I don't, and it's like, oh, they're like, who, should she retire? She's not going to retire. She's going to rule if a, iron fist for five years and nobody's gonna come close to her dude dude she looks better than she she looks better than when she was younger which is amazing well the thing is when she once she got her strength conditioning in check it was over yeah it's over and then she has that mom strength now it's like what the hell (laughs) yeah dude the mom strength that's just like adds an extra like you know to, to the punching stats it's just unbelievable you know, when we look at these pound for pound rankings, Amanda Nunes should just be a whole nother row on the chart. Yeah, it should be like it should be like Amanda Nunes no, and, a and Shevchenko. Category. Yeah, like those. No, I, no, it, it should be Nunes in a separate category, and then everybody else. Yeah. All right. So Megan Anderson. Uh, this was a, the last fight under contract, but I'm sure she'll get re-signed. But 145 is so shallow that I don't know who she'd fight next. A lot of people talk about people outside the UFC, like. Um, Kayla Harrison. Let's give her Kayla, Kayla Harrison. Harrison. <laughs> and I think isn't Clarissa Shields of one forty five or two? Yeah. Um, so like those two down the line, but that's not for years. You know what I mean? Like no. that's not for they have to fight a year in PFL, and then if they both fight a year in PFL and do really well, they'll sign with the UFC. Then they have to fight some in the UFC before they could get to Nunes. So essentially, we have to wait two or three years for those people to get here, and in those two or three years. <laughs> Who in the 145, you know what I mean? Nobody. The only yeah. fight for Nunes that is big is the 135 Shashanko fight. That's a super fight. Yo, Amanda Nunes, I think there should be a serious conversation that she is the greatest fighter of all time. It, I, I agree. And if you think that's like crazy or a stupid take, I, I would reevaluate, you know, your you know your fandom. You your fandom because it's like watching it's like watching a young mike tyson if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah. like it's like watching a 20 year old mike tyson go out there 
40 seconds, fight's over. It's it, That's essentially what every Amanda Nunes fight is now. She she's goes the out greatest. There, she goes out there, 30 seconds, done. She's the greatest female combat sports athlete of all time, and there's no question. She I mean, is what people thought Ronda Rousey would be. Yeah, and I mean, not even Rousey, like – Everyone's like, oh, Chris Cyborg would be the one person that could challenge her. She dispatched of Chris Cyborg in like a minute. I don't. And, you know, Shevchenko, I I think she's right there with Nunez. We're right below. That's how good I think Shevchenko is. And I'm sure you you would agree to some extent at least. But, I mean, the thing I worry about of Shevchenko Nunez fight, when Shevchenko fought, um, who'd she fight in her last fight? She lost a round to um, Jennifer Maya. Jennifer Maya, and she, Jennifer Maya, a little bit bigger than Shoshenko, uh, used her wrestling really well against her, and you just wonder if she fought Nunes again. Would yeah. Nunes being like big for the one thirty five weight class, like would she just control her on the ground? And I think you would have to say mm-hmm. she would. Yeah, but. That's, I mean, Julian. Apparently, Holly Holm dropped out, so Juliana Pena is going to get the freaking fight. But that's just going to be death in thirty seconds. Yeah, I don't. It's. I mean, like, let's check who Juliana Pena's fought. Oh, so she beat McMahon. She lost to Durandamy, who Durandamy's not even a submission artist, and she lost by sub. And then she 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 beat Nico Montano a little while ago, but like. I mean, I guess I guess Nunes could fight Durandamy, but they fought already, right? Or am I? Mistaken? Yeah, they fought. They fought. Um, yeah, they did fight. And like, do you, I don't. You know what I mean? Like, you know, something's so, going to change. So, so I think. So we have uh, Shevchenko and uh, Andrade coming up in April. Yeah. I if Andrade so. wins that fight, screw it. I say give Andrade to Nunes. Why not? Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I I think Shevchenko retains. Yeah, I think I think Shevchenko retains it, but if Andrade wins that, dude, Andrade is game to fight anybody, and yeah. like, why not? Screw it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, why not? You're right, though. It's, it's like there's somebody out there training right now who's like young that will one day beat Amanda Nunes, maybe. But like, you know what I mean? Like, there's nobody. I don't see it. There's nobody right now inside the UFC. You know, like there's always somebody out there. You know what I mean? Like there's always yeah. some prospect in five years that'll come and be great. But for now, it's, it's domination. Yeah, and I do agree. Megan Anderson's probably was probably the biggest threat in this division, and because of her length and power. Yeah. But Nunez, too easy. Yeah, I think Megan Anderson's got to go and fight some of the mid-tier in the rankings <laughs> fighters. You know. Yeah. It, Get some wins back on the board. I, I say have Nunes fight sometime in May. Have her dispatch Juliana Pena to shut her up, and then give her Andrade Shevchenko. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. All right, to the main event of the evening. Legendary Polish power Jan Blahovic defeats Israel Adesanya by decision. Yablohovich's game plan very much surprised me in this fight with how he stood and he 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 kickboxed kickboxed with Izzy for the first three and a half rounds and then he takes him down and he just he he wins a fight. Jan executed the perfect game plan that he needed to execute. What do you have to say? Yeah, it was surprising how much 
he decided to kickbox and how well he did kickboxing, you know? Everybody thought he would wrestle early. It was actually the opposite. He wrestled late, which eventually won him the fight. But going into the fourth and fifth, the championship rounds, I don't know how you had it. I think it was probably 2-1 Izzy. And then... Uh, I had it 2-1 Jan, but it could be either way, honestly. It could be, but it was super close, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you, you could either score it either way. And then I think you would agree, clearly the fourth and fifth went to Jan. Like... Yeah. Like, he, the way the way his jab... Like, I don't think he had an... Izzy, which is crazy. I don't know if he had an answer for Jan's jab. Jan's jab kept getting through, and it was quick. Well, if you listen to the commentary, he just kept biting on the feints. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was a funny. People were upset with them. Um, some, of, some of that, he was biting on some feints. They, they were right in some aspects, but they were also... They were also wrong in the fact that Jan was it was much closer than they were portraying. But um like you said, also like Izzy was so effective in his last fight with Paulo Costa with the leg kicks. And I mean for the most part, Jan ate a lot of them and then he checked a good amount of them. Like their shins connected a few times, which was brutal to watch. But like Jan did a really good job checking those leg kicks, which never let Izzy set up the stuff up top. You know what I mean? Like, that's how he beat Costa. He kept going to yeah. leg, 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 and then he got up top. Jan, either checking or just being the, you know, legendary bullish power. Um, <laughs> I'm a bull in the pork chops. Um, I find drop, it give me power. It give me power. Um, love this guy. Um, he's just never, Izzy, Izzy was in, like, the flow, the rhythm he always talks about, like, in the first two. But then Jan's jab really threw him off. And then, like we saw in the later rounds, the fourth and fifth, those takedowns, it, the weight came into to play. Like, yeah, spe- Izzy, yeah speaking Izzy of the weight. Good. Yeah, you got Is you Speaking of the weight, sorry to cut you off, but you notice Israel Adesanya was leaning forward on that takedown in the third to do his defense, but Jan just pulled in and threw him to the ground. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, this is where the weight comes in. And I respect Izzy's decision not to gain weight because, yes, he did have a clear, speed, a somewhat clear speed advantage to me. Jan Lohovich looked quick in that fight. I'll, I'll yeah. say that. But And then one thing I found about Lohovich was, you know, usually he rushes in and just tries to, to tear you apart. He didn't do that. But he, he would unleash a three, four-piece combo ending with that body kick. Um, and he'd just get right out. You know, he landed some significant strikes, gained points on the scorecard. Beautiful game plan by Jan. You know, it was a really good game plan by Jan as well. I don't know if you you recognize this, but like in the first two or three rounds, he went for like two takedowns in the first and the second, and Izzy stuffed him. But Jan just kept leaning up against him on the fence. Mm-hmm. And I think you could tell in those 30 to 45 seconds where Jan was leaning on him, it was starting to slowly like weigh on Izzy the weight. Like, I wonder if that's where the fatigue came in. Those first couple of takedown attempts, because when the fourth and fifth happened and Jan took him down at will, like you could tell Izzy just did not have the strength or the energy to stop the takedown like he did in the first two rounds. And then, like you said, Jan probably weighed, you know, 230 on fight night. And that, that weight really, that was the difference to me. Like when he was on top, he could not move Jan. And Jan had him in like almost like a full mount at, towards the fifth there. And Izzy you were thinking maybe he would get like a submission attempt off, but Jan just kept him 
you know, down with his weight that Izzy couldn't even move on the bottom. I think that's really the part of Izzy's game that he has to evolve if he wants to, you know, become a really, you know, come even better. Yeah, I think Izzy will be back. I think he could win the 205 belt when he doesn't want to cut the weight anymore. I think you you and I could both agree on that. But what surprised me about Blahovich was he outstruck Izzy from distance the whole fight. Yeah, I mean, the one I think a lot had to do, I'll go back to it, I've, I've harped on a good bit here, is, the, is that jab with the middleweights just touches Izzy. You know what I mean? Like, just, just a little bit. But, like, you saw some of those jabs that hit Izzy were, like, knocking his head back like the legendary Polish power. Um, Polish power. The, the, the jab was just, like, snapping Izzy's neck back a few times. And Jan never landed clean. I think, I think going into this fight, you said if Jan lands clean, he would knock Izzy out. And, I, and w- after watching the fight, I, I think we would have to, like, agree with that because just, you know what I mean? Like... The, the jab was so powerful, and even Izzy talked about it after the fight how like the thud of his his punches when he hit when he would hit Izzy. But um, this was a really interesting matchup, like you said, the speed versus power, and you know the bigger the bigger the bigger animal won. And I think when we breaker. talk about Blahovich, you know he usually like throws a power hook. He never really threw a, a strong hook in this fight. And I think that was part of his strategy because if to throw that hook, he'd have to get inside the pocket and, and if, himself. Yeah. Yeah. And just that jab, bop, 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 beautifully executed. I don't think Jan could have fought this fight any better. No, I mean, this was the only way for him to like win the fight is, is like you said, um, not play into Izzy's strengths and then use his weight and wrestling, which were obviously, uh, uh, you know, better than Izzy's uh, to win the fight. And he didn't. This is a super impressive performance for a guy that was two and four in the UFC. Looks get cut. Now he's won nine out of his last 10 fights, you know, won the belt, now defended it. So he's the, you know, he's the undisputed champ. And I, I love the guy, Bullish Power. We'll talk about his resurgence, but you know, I, I even said this in the when we talked about this off camera, well, off uh, off recording. When Izzy got into that matrix mode, Jan would just—I said, Jan's just going to double leg him. And you said you made a good point. You know, what if he can't catch him? Well, that, there, that was his chance to catch him, and then he just he took advantage, double leg, boom. I think the weight really fatigue, you know, made Izzy fatigue going into the championship rounds, mm-hmm. and. He, yeah, like you said, he could catch him because I think Izzy was so tired. And I think a lot of the things with Izzy, too, is like he was throwing a lot of strikes. And for the most part, you know, Jan with the great chin, like it didn't seem to be affecting Jan that much. And I think that in Wang and like the, the, the longer the fight went on, it was Izzy was getting a little frustrated. Like, you know, the middleweights might be dropping with some of these shots, but these light heavyweights, different breed. Yeah, Jan's a different breed. All right, so we know it's next, next for Blahovich in September. I think uh, Blahovich said, "Give me minimum six months, and then we'll, we'll, we'll then we'll go." Six months. Spend time with my family in Poland. <laughs> <laughs> I would bring my axe out to the woods and chop down some trees. All right, so we know he's gonna fight Glo- Glover. Uh, I'm just curious, you know, Glover. You know, at that age, ten months is a lot of time off. It's it is, but it's probably not terrible for Glover considering he took a lot of punishment yeah. in the Santos fight. You know that's true. 
So when we talk about Adesanya, so I he's got to go back to me. He's not going to fight it. He's going back to middleweight. He'll be back in two, three years, I think. So no, no, he'll be back later this year, I think, end of the year. Yeah, Whitaker and Costa fight. Yeah, are fighting, but I don't know how you feel. I think Whitaker takes that one personally. Yeah, I think Whitaker does, but I don't think he fights Izzy because that's it. Because Dana White's gonna be like, I think you're. I, I see where you're going with that, but I think that's like the only logical fight to make. Yeah, but if Ma, but if Darren Till gets a great win over Marvin Vittori, I think we could see that fight happen because I think Israel Adesanya really wants to fight Darren Till, and I think that's be a really great uh, box office breaker. What do you have to say? Yeah, you know, uh, um, <laughs> I agree. I think. Yeah, there's there's two matchups for Izzy. It's it's Whitaker Costa winner, which I think it'll be Whitaker, and then either Tiller Vittori winner, which is really close. And I think the winner of Till Vittori probably um, fights like a cannoneer for a number one cont- uh, contender spot after Izzy fights, you know, Whitaker. In my opinion, yeah. But, unless um, Till breaks the beats the brakes off Vittori, and I think it I don't see that happening shot. though because I, I think Vittori. Oh, I don't either. I think Vittori is so good. I think he's the dark horse of this division. I think he could win a title one day. That's how good I think Vittori yeah, is. I agree. And I think Vittori, looking at Jan Blahovic's game plan, like looked he likes saw, it and saw the wrestling and how not great Izzy was on the bottom. And I think Vittori is licking his chops to get another title shot because Izzy only beat Vittori with a split decision in their first fight back in the day before Izzy was champ. And I yeah. think, I think, uh, I think Vittori, like, I really think he's the dark horse of this division. Yeah, I agree. But you have Darren Till on the other hand, you know. I know, that I can't boy- root against Darren Till though, you know, he's, he's, he's the boy, you know. He's- I spent I spent three years in Brazil. I really learned how to not get on the crown. So, I I don't I I don't like being on the ground. But dude, that's a fight I want to see. The, the 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 two best trolls on in in the UFC. Although John Jones has taken the cake as of recent. As of recent, probably yeah. And then we just have to the Izzy Jones fight will never happen now. But it would have played out very similar to how Blahovich Izzy played out, except it probably would have been worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like John Jones, you know, just it, judo throwing him to the ground, doing some like, dumps. Yeah, exactly. Like it would have been like a ragdolling of Izzy, I think. Yeah. It would be really John- it would be really interesting to just uh, go back to Jan for a minute. It would be interesting if Jones fought at heavyweight for a while and then like if Blahovich retained against Glover. Maybe down the line we could see Jones Blahovich at two oh five in the maybe in the future in a couple of years. That'd be interesting. Yeah, but I don't I don't see John Jones letting Blahovich get close. Just you know, kicks to the oblique, kicks tick kicks to the knees. I mean I yeah, yeah. and so but Darren Till, we're rooting for him. Dude, he's gonna be the fight on ABC. This is perfect. This is perfect. It is perfect. If he does win it would be hard to say he wouldn't be the number one contender or at least get a number one contender shot. And if you think about it, 
like this this is the perfect time to market Darren Till to the masses. He's he's I think he's he's I just hope I just hope when the by the time Till fights for the belt, if he does fight for the belt, that you know people are allowed back in state you know in stadiums and stuff. Bring it to bring it to Liverpool or something. Seeing Darren Till fight Izzy in the packed you know Liverpool stadium would be unbelievable. Or we can wait till Mike Perry makes his uh, uh, insurgents to the middleweight division, and then we can get the title fight that way. <laughs> yeah, Mike, Mike Patty, Mike Patty, raw dog, raw dog. All right, two. We talked a lot about. We talked a lot, man. Dude, this is it's an exciting time. Um, dang, there's something I saw today. Um. Okay, likability. Nunez and Yablahovic are the two most likable champions in the UFC, and you can't tell me otherwise. I would agree with that. They're up there. Um, that's a good. That's a good one. Um, I think if Dustin Poirier was the one fifty five, he'd be probably up there. As yeah, most likable. He should be. He should be. He really should be. But uh, yeah, that's a, that's a good shout. And then, and then, um, you know, you know what I've noticed? I have a lot less hot takes when it comes to MMA than the rest of my sports. <laughs> well, I mean, just to let the listeners behind the curtain here, there is a you know a time in the past where Jacob said if you give him eight months of training with Floyd Mayweather Senior, that he could fight Conor McGregor for two rounds. So there is that hot take. But other than that, I, I've been. Other pretty, than uh, that, you've been pretty good. That's the one little slip up. It's it's pretty bad slip up. I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and uh, I I respect Izzy a lot more how he took this loss. I, yeah. I wasn't a big I wasn't a big fan of Izzy, but the way he took the loss, I like him now. I, I genuinely like him now. I've always liked him, and I mean, he said it. He's lost in boxing, lost in kickboxing, lost in life. He's like, you can't win them all. And it's really true. In the in the fighting game, it's very rare to win them all. There's, there's like, a, like, you can count on one hand how many times guys have won it all. Yeah. Ship, John Jones, oh, Habib. Yeah, like, Dude, Dana White should just let it go, man. He should just let it go, yeah. Like, give the title to Dustin, and it's all good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, what was I going to say? I, I, I saw something today that I wanted to bring up, but I can't think of it. Um, what well, you sent some tweet in the, in the group chat today. Um, it's, it's been rough for uncle Dana. Oh, it has been bro. He could be retired as number one guy. Adesanya lost Conor McGregor got knocked out and Hamza retired slash unretired in a span of two months. <laughs> Rough time for Uncle Dana. And I saw all these people saying, like, if Stipe beats Nganu, Uncle Dana's going to have a fit. <laughs> yeah. They want yeah. – the UFC wants Nganu to win. To prove, you know, he want, they want to make him the next. They wanted Adesanya to win, but <laughs> – Didn't happen, I, man. But I'm so glad Jan is getting getting the, the publicity and the respect know, that he I deserves. Love, I love I love it. The legendary Polish power, but the Polish patience prevailed in this fight. I waited, I got turned, and I won the fight. I prevailed. I bring, I bring the belt back to Poland. Bring it, share it with the Polish people. <laughs> this is this is their belt as much as mine. 
I love that guy. All right, you got anything else? I got nothing. Uh, it's good. Good episode. Good episode, guys. We'll see you for the preview of Fight Night. Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad.